Live from Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Welcome to the Ticket Weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back into the Ticket Weeknights. I'm Big Sky. Joining me, Maxwell Hang, horizontal jumps coach for the Nebraska track and field team. He's doing a little dance there if you're watching on the Charter Hammond video stream on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. We were we were talking Jordan LeBron. I obviously won that debate, so we'll move on. Fair enough. Uh, you recently texted me and said, "Ethan, how how do you like that hockey is on ESPN now?" Yeah, it's interesting. Are you watching more hockey because it's on ESPN? I am, and I I've always wanted to watch more hockey. I grew up playing hockey uh, for the first I don't know I'd say like seven or eight years of my life in Iowa, and I've. I've always loved hockey, and I kind of grew out of it a little bit in like in middle school and high school. But um, I've more recently I've wanted to watch hockey, and since I have the Disney Plus, you know, bundle mega bundle, I can watch hockey on ESPN Plus, and I just do that whenever I'm sitting down eating dinner, and I think it's great. Uh, it's been super enjoyable for me because, like, when I was uh, in high school, you know, I'm in Montana. Montana is not a big hockey market, so. It, you have to have the extra channels. Um, we had extra channels, but we only had one that played hockey, and it was NBCSN, <laughs> and it was only like Wednesday and Monday nights had hockey. Yeah. And so then you just have to cross your fingers that your favorite team is on one of those primetime games, which usually they were not because my favorite team started being trash yep. right away. Uh, and so I'd go to bed listening to the radio broadcast on ESPN, the app. Uh, now that I can actually watch it, it's been way more enjoyable. I actually can go when I look at the the Reddit for the LA Kings. I know what people are talking about. I don't just oh, I know what that sounded like. I know it can be like oh, I know what yeah, that, you know, I know what that you saw like. it. Yep. And so super enjoyable to have hockey on ESPN Plus, and it's encouraging to hear that somebody who wasn't previously watching hockey is watching a little bit more hockey now that it is available. Yeah. Uh, why why did you, why did you quit hockey, Max? <laughs> Well, I I moved to Omaha and there's I, hockey in Omaha. I know, and I just you know couldn't find a team. But I, you know, because I am graduating this Saturday, and one of my last classes I took, I was sports broadcasting. I had to write a paper about any sports media topic, so I kind of dove into the whole streaming area of where sports is kind of going, and I thought it was just interesting that the move that. NHL made to ESPN plus because before you know you could buy the pass on NHL.com but I really didn't think that that's as accessible as ESPN plus because sometimes you know you might just accidentally click on ESPN and like boom hockey's there and you're like oh that, that looks interesting and then you can watch it uh, the street uh, you have to pay for ESPN plus, yeah, so ESPN plus yes so it's not as accessible as well I'm and 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 I'm thinking of like us of our age group college age group where you're not gonna come to college and pay for a, ca a cable subscription so you have your roku or your amazon or your apple tv and you're clicking on whatever app you just want to watch something and you click on the espn app and there's all the hockey espn plus options i don't think that just the fact that they now carry it is going to be the big I guess boon to hockey popularity and hockey players coming up because it's now on ESPN. I think it's the fact that because ESPN now has it, 
they cover it more. Yeah. So now it's not the most insane That's goal, goal that ever ha- that has happened that they put on on Instagram. Now it's the mundane that hockey people are like, oh, I see that every day. Yeah. Now they're posting that on Instagram. It's getting more people in to see hockey more often. And so that is going to be one big thing that makes hockey more popular, in my opinion. And then also on top of that, um, you can get a Disney Plus subscription and an ESPN Plus subscription for twelve ninety nine a month. <laughs> it also comes with a, I think, a Hulu subscription. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think there's going to be a lot of people that go, oh, well, you know, I want to watch what's on Disney Plus. I also like sports. Might as well just get the ESPN Plus one and get me access to more articles. And they might happen to see that a hockey game is is on when they go look at the what espn plus has to offer and so i just think that fluke opportunity is going to be helpful in getting more eyes on hockey as well oh yeah and that's that's an area i'm interested to see where other sports go to as well i mean there's there's lots of talk about what's going to happen to nfl sunday ticket and i think no matter where that goes that'll you know still have eyes on it but for sports like mlb where you know you you had the um field of dreams game this past season where there were people in iowa trying to say hey like we want to watch baseball and mlb's putting blackout restrictions on us it's like it's a bad look and with espn plus you know it's not necessarily the case so i i think it's like it's nhl might be setting the standard and i think that's really interesting to think about uh you, you, you have some experience coaching in a sport that doesn't necessarily grab the eyes. Yes. You know, you sell out the spring game for Nebraska uh, football, but the spring game of Nebraska track and field, <laughs> it's mostly just, you know, parents and other athletes that are watching. Yeah. Uh, what kind of, uh, I guess, things have you had to overcome coaching a, a Olympic sport, an Olympic sport, as they yeah. say? Yeah. Well, and that's, and that's kind of like unique in itself because when you, when you go and – you know you try and recruit some athletes um a lot of the kids that we have on our team and it's evident is they're from overseas you know they're from europe they're from you know jamaica um well you know a, a lot our, our big recruiting base is really some i mean we we you know we do have a fair amount of kids in america but we also have a fair amount of kids elsewhere just because track and field is so popular outside of america and you know it's it's evident with the diamond league which is the diamond league is the pro uh track circuit and they have a bunch of meets over in europe and they have one meet here in eugene oregon at the brand new facility there but that's that's um it's it it's really cool to try and recruit elsewhere because you also get a very diverse diverse team and it's a really cool experience but as for like the eyes on the sport it's just kind of something that you learn to cope with because, um, I mean, you're not going to be as popular and you're not going to, you're not the money making sport at UNL. That's, that's football, you know, basketball and volleyball. So you just kind of have to take the hits that come with that. Uh, you've been to the new facility in Eugene, Oregon, uh, for nationals. Uh, can you tell us a little bit of like what that experience was? Yeah, it's incredible. I mean, Eugene is, a very tiny town that is definitely centered around the University of Oregon. And um, you can see that facility driving up to it, you know, from a mile away. And it's just, it, it looks like an absolute football stadium, basically. And it's, it's a track stadium. And 
for a track geek like myself, that's just super cool. And I, I thought it was amazing. And it's like, I'm looking at this facility, like how, like, how are you supposed to compete with this recruiting wise? You know, you bring a recruit here, they're going to be like, Whoa, okay. I'm sold. Um, and then they also have, what's crazy is they have a whole underground indoor facility underneath it because they don't have an indoor track. So when they practice in the winter, they practice underneath this giant facility they have where they can do even full length pole vaults down there. So they, I mean, all underneath this facility, they have basically an indoor track and it's also like 300 meters down there. They even have a barber shop down there next to the locker rooms. Like it's just off the charts. It's not even comparable to anything else. Uh, what was the national track meet? Like I, 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 the biggest meet I think I've been to is the, uh, the Western prelims for the nationals, the, uh-huh. the meet to get to the national meet. Yep. And then, uh, probably the most exciting, most electric meet I've ever been to was when, uh, George Kusha broke the, uh, uh, four minute, four minute mile. He ran a mile in under four minutes indoors yep. uh, for the first time in Nebraska history. Um, that was at the Frank Savine. So it's yeah. the, the big indoor meet for Nebraska track and field. And there was, everyone knew the record was going to get, was most likely going to be broken. And so it was very exciting, very electric, yes. but what was the national meet like? Um, you know, sadly this year, it, it was, it wasn't as great as it usually is because of COVID and the COVID restrictions. Um, I mean, there were, they, they had everything blocked off where the athletes and the coaches were secluded to one side of the whole track area and and the whole stadium they had there while the other half was for spectators. So, I mean, it, it, I, it wasn't as exciting as it could have been. Um, I, I actually attended a national meet, uh, you know, a few years ago now when it was hosted at Drake University over in Des Moines. And that environment was incredible. It was awesome. So, I, you know, if, you know, if it ever comes around here and it gets to Drake again or something like that, I mean, definitely attend a track meet just because it's, it's really cool to see all the different events happening at once. And there's always something going on. And, you know, there's never a lull in the, in in the events. So it's a lot of fun. Uh, you started, uh, as a track manager for UNL in 2019, correct? Yes. Uh, so never really got a normal season. No, um, not really. (laughs) Are you guys still in COVID protocol? Does it look like it's still going to be, uh, pretty, I guess, toned down from a normal year going into this year, or, or are you guys hoping to go back to uh, normal? Um, we're definitely hoping for more normal. Uh, you know, we're still following mask mandates and all of that right now, but, uh, we're, we're really hoping for a full go and we're having, um, full attendance, you know, allowing all the fans to come for all of our indoor track meets that we'll host. And basically every weekend in January and February. So come on out to the Bob Devaney sports center and come, come check out the indoor track on a Friday or a Saturday night. Um, and for the athletes, you know, it's, it's such an advantage for them to be vaccinated just because they don't have to test. And, um, you know, if, if they are exposed from, by someone, they just have to mask up and they're still able to practice. Um, as long as, you know, they'll, they'll do testing after that. And if they don't show any symptoms and they don't test positive, then they don't miss out on any practice time. While if you aren't vaccinated, then you miss out on practice time and you have to quarantine for two weeks or 10 days, whatever it is. So it's, it's a huge advantage to be vaccinated. And, um, most of our athletes are, we're at like 80% right now. So it's, 
it's interesting, uh, you know, debate, of course, but we're really looking forward to more of a normal season this year compared to other seasons. Uh, assistant horizontal jumps coach Maxwell Hang for the UNL track and field team joining me tonight. Uh, what kind of impact has all of the protocols had on the athletes? Is it jovial or, or is it kind of turned into a bit of a, a, a slog? Is it, is it a, a little bit more formal, a little yeah. bit less energetic? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't think it's really changed too much. Um, I, I mean, you know, you experienced some of it last year when we had to test three times a week. So, that, I mean, that was an interesting part of things. But, you know, this year we don't have to do that. And, um, I mean, it's it definitely feels more back to normal this year. And I think that really started when we went to the regional meet last year if, because we finally had fans in the stands for the first time. And we saw schools outside of the Big Ten and, um, you know, saw coaches outside of the Big Ten. So, I we're, we're returning back to normal and – Part of that is, like I said, we're hosting more meets this year, and we we didn't get to do that last year. We only hosted one, and we always host a ton just because of how great our indoor facility is here in Nebraska. But um, I I think the athletes just are taking it in stride right now. Uh, one thing about track and field that I don't I don't know if a lot of people understand is kind of the science that goes into it. You know uh, what what coaches are looking for with just running form and oh, stuff, that sort yeah. of thing. So uh, speak to that and kind of what you are looking for as a coach. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it's, it's a lot of experience with, um, with just knowing your athlete. And um, I mean, I, I was never really a big science nerd, but just because I can never apply it to real life. But now I'm like looking back on some of the things I learned and I was like, wow, like this is really meaningful. Cause you know, you have the biomechanics of, just how an athlete applies force into the ground and how that makes them run faster and in return, how that makes them jump further and also the biomechanics of preventing injuries. So trying to make sure that they're running right so that they're not putting too much stress on certain joints or certain muscles that they shouldn't be putting stress on. And then also make sure they're jumping right so that, you know, the same thing. Um, And really when they're doing it right, they're and they're you know maximizing their muscles and maximizing the biomechanics of running and jumping it's easier on their whole body and it's just it prevents injury in itself so that's that's like the important part that of a coach you're just trying to coach them to do it right because not only will it help them succeed more but it'll also help them uh get better marks obviously i've work for the team so i know what a practice looks like but uh for our audience who have not been to yes. the hendrix training complex on a <laughs> on a random week week night kind of take us through a practice it, you're not just doing the event over and over oh again. yeah yeah well and and that's that's kind of the fun thing about um more you know fun or challenging part about jumping is that when you do a even a long jump or a triple jump you're applying up to 10 times the amount of force of your body weight on a, on one leg. And you can imagine how, you know, just crucial and absolutely devastating that can be on the body. So we don't really ever practice full jumps. Um, we do a lot of what, what we call plyometrics or plyos, and that's just hopping on one leg for, you know, like 40 yards, taking a rest and then hopping on the other leg and then doing bounds, which is just, alternating left right left right and 
really trying to be up in the air for a while and cover as much distance as possible on on each step um just stuff like that and then we also use boxes and just to jump on to get a different feel and also strengthen other muscles that you know may not be used but help with injury prevention again i mean a lot of what we do is about injury prevention and um <clears throat> a lot of it is not just lining up on the runway and going down and jumping i mean that 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 would not benefit the athlete and that would hurt them more than help them so yeah is there different is, is there any is there such a thing as a perfect athlete who comes in and does everything perfect right away oh no 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 one's perfect i mean you know you want to look at the world record holder uh, in the women's triple jump that just set the record this summer at the olympic games in tokyo um Yulimer rojas I mean, her step phase in the triple jump is horrible. And, you know, some people that don't even know the triple jump doesn't, doesn't even know what that means. But for each phase of your jump, you have a hop, you have a step, and you have a jump. They should all be somewhat similar in length. And her hop and jump phase are by far further than her step phase. So, you know, in theory, she should be able to go even further than what she has now. And she shattered the world record this summer. So... I mean, getting to be perfect in the jumps is just, it's, it's just not possible. And, and part of that's because of what I was saying with injury prevention, but, you know, we try and teach them to be and coach them to be as perfect as possible because in turn, they'll have better marks. Uh, at a meet in the moment, you know, you're not calling plays on the sidelines. <laughs> yeah. What, what does a meet look like for a track coach? For a coach? The main thing that we do is we're just on the sidelines um, telling them how far away they are from the board. And there's a lot of stuff that goes into a run up. Um, a lot of people wouldn't, you know, you know, that don't know that because they're not at practice and they're not at the meet. But there's a lot of stuff that goes in from the first couple steps all the way to the last couple steps of the approach that you have to look at. You have to judge whether or not that if they fouled that time, was it because of what they did with their first step or was it what they did in the middle? Was it what they did at the end? Like there's a, I mean, you know, you're trying to get on this tiny board all the way from 18 strides, 20 strides, maybe even further than that. So it's, there's a lot of, um, again, science that goes into it and also just a lot of thought and practice that goes into it. So we're, we're over there just judging the run up and making sure that, you know, they're doing the right things with their technique. But sometimes a coach can't catch it all, and that's why it's it's important to have track managers yes, in the film. of course. Hog a track manager today. Track <laughs> manager's life matter. Yes. I have to give a little love to my former profession. <laughs> uh, before we let you go, before we head to break, uh, what are what are some of the meets you guys are hoping to get a lot of fans out, some meets you guys are more excited for this year? And, of course. And who are some athletes we should keep an eye on? Yeah, I mean, you know, we're, like I said, we're hosting a meet almost every weekend. Um the big meets we'll have are the Husker invite and the and the Frank Savine. All of our meets and our whole schedule for the indoor season is on Huskers.com and under the track and field schedule. So that will be there. And for athletes, I mean, really, we got we got a lot of special athletes. Um, I guess you know one one that you know I'll I'll shout out real quick was uh, Mikhail Asani. She is a freshman we have from Germany. She broke the long jump uh, inner squad record this past weekend on Saturday. Uh, she broke it by a whole foot. And the person that had it before her, Shante McMillan, was an Olympian. So 
it's really exciting stuff. Um, she came here uh, this summer. She uh, jumped and she had, had a mark of six meters sixty four. Uh, she that's the number one mark in the world under twenty. So I mean we're really excited for her, but I mean you know we have plenty of other athletes that we're just as excited for because we have a really special team this year, especially on the jump side, and um, I, I'm really excited just to see them do well, and that's that's what coaching is all about is just seeing the athlete do well because they're the ones that are performing. And huge shout out to uh, Lis- Lisana Ilvis. Yes. Uh, uh, Estonia. Estonian track, track athlete of the year. Yes. 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 Yeah. Very. That that's also exciting. I mean, like I said. We have athletes from all over the world, and that's two examples right there of two girls that are long jumping and that have been have very high honors from this past summer. And, you know, we're, we're having a lot of fun in practice, and we're also being very competitive. So that's, I mean, I'm excited for this upcoming season. I'm excited to come and watch and not have to uh, sweat my buns off <laughs> but, uh, and worried about, you know, is my battery charged? Is my SD card uh, got plenty of space you on know, it? Is the, is the meat running okay or the yeah. hurdle set up and, you know, all that stuff. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to sit back, watch the watch the track come up, uh, not go down and, and put pegs in the holes and yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah. It'll be really nice. So I'm excited for the season as well. Max, thank you for uh, coming on with me tonight. Thank uh, you. This was Maxwell Hang assistant horizontal jumps coach for UNL track and field back to the ticket weeknights on 93.7 the ticket and the ticket welcome back into the ticket weeknights on 93.7 the ticket I am big sky uh, joining me for this segment are UNL track athletes Mikey Hoffer and Garrison Hughes how are you guys doing this evening Pretty good, Ethan. Fantastic, man. Yeah, Garrison, you're going to want to get that mic a lot closer to your face. Is this better? That is much better. Awesome. Mikey's got it. He's, yeah, there you go. We're good? We're he, good? See, he's, he's, he's being a little bit forceful. He's pulling it closer to his face. All right. I think we sound good. I don't, I, what, you guys are doing this weird thing with your head where you're pulling it back. You're like trying oh, to do a sup, you're trying to like do a sup nod on me. How does this sound? Does it sound good? That sounds terrible. Oh. <laughs> How about this? this That's good? much better. All right. I'll hold it. How are you guys? Uh, you guys said you're doing good this evening. Uh, you just wrapped up the inner squad meet last week. Yes, sir. Uh, how did that go for you guys? Uh, I went pretty good. Um, I think it showed a lot of good progress this fall. Uh, kind of like a, going into be like a preview of this coming season. I think um, the whole team in general, I thought, looked really good. Um, it felt like everyone was in mid-season form and is ready to take the next step. I would say the same thing. I'm really excited to see what our team does this year. Um, for me, I learned a lot of what I need to do differently. It wasn't my greatest performance, but I think you need to have those. So when you go into season, you know what you need to do, right? But, yeah, the, the team looks great. I was talking with uh, horizontal jumps coach Maxwell Hang earlier in the uh, in the show, and I, we both talked about it. There just seems to be a bit of an excitement around this team this year, more so than uh, the last couple of years. What do you guys think is the reason for that? I would say there's so many reasons. New coaching staff, we have so many new throwers, jumpers, um, the sprints is coming along. I would say all around there's just a different energy. You could tell that the people are going after it more than they have in the past. So, yeah. I would agree with Mikey. I think um, especially Justin uh, St. Clair, the new throws coach, I think he has really brought a lot of new energy into the team. And it seems that the athletes are all equally as excited, if not even more, than they used to be. And it just feels like a different culture this year. Uh, you guys are, you you guys are veterans on this squad now. You came in in the class of 2018, and yep. um, with the COVID year, 
there were still a lot of those leaders that were there when you guys showed up, and now you, you kind of are the leaders. How are you taking on that role with this track team? Uh, it's a lot different. Um, I'm so used to having like a larger vault group with guys that were two, three years older than me. And um, even Kevin Cahoy, one of the older vaulters now said like, hey, this is kind of your team now on the men's side. You're the oldest one. And it's felt a lot different. It's I don't have them to look up to anymore, but I have a good idea of like how every fall has gone, how every year has gone. And I've been excited to guide the new guys through that and show them what it's like. For us, I would say it's kind of the opposite of what Gary's going through right now. We started off with a small group. Um, it was just Mason and I, and I mean, we had a couple here and there, but um, now we have one of our biggest groups ever, like five to six on the guys and girls side. So I would say I, I've been never more excited, you know, to take this position and be a leader for them because I'm excited, you know, we're going to do some big things come season time. So, Mikey, you've, uh, you've competed with, uh, Alex, no, Mason Connor. Mason Connor, yeah. Mason Connor, uh, every year. Garrison, you've had Tyler Lunger to kind of push you guys in practice. What's it like to have another person performing at a high level to practice with every day? Uh, that's very important. Um, even back in high school, that was something that really drove me to get better. My, my best years were when I had people to chase after and uh, try to beat. It's like friendly competition. Um, and having a lot of our older guys who jumped about the same or higher than I did, it's been a lot different this year without that. Um, I have jumped with Tyler a couple nights. Um, he's still training, um, so that's been really nice. Uh, the other guys have been making a lot of good progress, but kind of throwing it back to the leadership thing. Um, like some of the younger guys, they'll have rough practices or not great days, but instead of like when I was in that position, I looked up to like the other older guys to – bring me out of that now like that's my job like I got to keep the practice energy high and be like hey just shake it off have a better day um yeah I on that iron sharpens iron and that's all I have to say you have somebody that's going to push you you're you're going to be better it's hard to do it with yourself sometimes because you don't have someone to look at or like I want to be where they're at you know what I mean so got to bounce off of each other uh now neither of you guys are from Nebraska originally what what was the reason that brought you to uh Nebraska track and field um, I would say both of us were kind of in a similar situation, but, um, going into my senior year, I actually didn't know a lot about the Husker program or Nebraska, but then I came here and, uh, realized how much of a high jump history they had here and how amazing of a program they had and all the facilities and, um, just the atmosphere of Nebraska was amazing. So, um, I definitely agree. To be brutally honest, I think Nebraska was my lowest option coming in, and it was my first visit. And they really laid down the red carpet for it, and it's it's felt the exact same as I thought it was on its, on my visit. Um, but the facilities have been great. The support's great. The athletic department is incredible with all the resources we have, and it was just something else. Like it it set itself apart a lot from the other universities, and it really felt like home to me and that the staff all really care and that everyone is really close because there's no pro sports in the state. So the whole community just really makes like the whole atmosphere of it and makes it a lot of fun to be an athlete here. And now you guys were both a part of that Big Ten champion indoor team in 2019. What was uh, what was that like and to have that experience so early on in your career? I think it set the standard. Um, being able to be at such a high level and take something from it like a ring and then you go into your next year and you're like, all right, I, like I've been there, but I can, I got to know what it takes to get there. Um, being there, being young, it was, it was very, um, scary, 
but when we got through it it was an experience that you know you're so excited to have in your life so oh yeah i was i was utterly intimidated going to that meet because <laughs> a lot of those guys are older than i was and better and um it felt like you had a lot of pressure on from the coaches but it was a really really good experience and every big 10 since that since that was our first one like yeah i get, agree with mike it kind of feels like the standard like you got to go there do your best every time and try to win um and those have so far been that was my favorite meet through college so far best experience like all the teams line up along the track and just yell and like no one had a voice the next day just yelling for the four by four like people they never even talked to like the support was just in so much fun yeah i i'm just gonna butt in here for the audience if you've never been at a track meet that's hotly contested <laughs> for a four by four you are missing out because there is never a louder i think track meet period because no. it, it, it right. it's probably one of the most electric things i've been a part of at nebraska and that's including going to scott frost first game at, at, against akron or any football game that their track meets can get lit the four by four is essentially the fourth down mark you're five yards away from the end zone you know what i mean and it's like who's gonna get there first who's gonna get there first what's it gonna what's out what is the outcome gonna be and yeah he, ethan said it spot on well and oftentimes that four by four is the event that comes down to what team wins so that's that's probably what makes it so electric uh transitioning from high school to college you know the meets i i, I can speak for garrison a little bit because i've been to the montana state meet i uh but not maybe so for mikey but nebraska is definitely a next level up in excitement at the meets what's it like competing in a meet where there's more people there and it's so energetic you got to come prepared and be ready. Um, what's something that's so amazing about Nebraska is the fan base and the people that come to support. You come here and they're coming to watch you and you have something to show and something to be proud about. So it, it's definitely the next level up than high school because in high school you have family and friends and it's something you really enjoy. But when you come up to that next level, it's more than that. It's you're representing a university, you're representing the state of Nebraska and it's something you got to take seriously. Yeah, the the meets are definitely a lot different than I remember going to in high school. And uh, track and field isn't very big in Montana, um, and the weather's pretty cold, so there's not a giant amount of fans there. So it's it's definitely a different atmosphere. Um, it's really fun to have the Bob Devaney Sports Center filled for track. Um, the competition's always incredible. I think I've only won maybe two meets. Um, South Dakota always comes down Kansas like there's just incredible competition and you do need to show up and be ready to go instead of you know dogging it through the warm-up <laughs> and just jumping it's yeah. a lot different yeah before we shift gears up con pie on the text line says what's up and he wants to know what uh, year you guys are I'm guessing <laughs> athletically because academically I'm thinking senior um, yeah yeah where we both have one more year after this year so so that would be athletically juniors athletically yeah, yeah basically yeah we're, we're seniors in school and i believe we're juniors track wise i have two more years after or this year and next year i'll be a fifth year uh what what kind of impact has covid had on being an athlete because i know just being working for the track team it was a kind of a headache what's it been like trying to compete with all the extra stuff going on I, we're all living it together right now this is a weird time to be alive and something that none of us have really experienced but we're taking it day by day and i think we're getting to that point you know where we're figuring everything out and we're doing things 
um, as good as we can. But, yeah, it's something you just got to take day by day. Uh, competing was really, really weird last year. Um, there was a lot of testing guidelines, like at regionals and Big Tens, yeah. like rumors of athletes at the, those big meets getting COVID and having to worry about if the meet was going to get shut down. Yeah. Um, the testing protocol, I mean, if you miss testing – um, at those meets, you could be out for two weeks, three weeks. If you got COVID, you were out at least tw- 21 days, I think. Yeah, you were always looking over your shoulder like, man, is it going to be me next? Yeah. I'm going to be out for like yep. a month, you know. I I mean, I would barely leave my house trying not to get COVID, so I didn't miss track. Um, I guess as an athlete, a lot of our benefits were kind of cut off. Like that first fall of our junior year, uh, 2020, uh, we lost the training table, yeah. which is where the athletes get all their food, which makes me feel kind of spoiled because <laughs> I didn't eat nearly as much. But, um, yeah, it w- it made it really, really difficult. Uh, regionals wasn't fun either. That was kind of when everyone was starting to get vaccinated, and we had to get tested every other day. And I think we got tested three to four times a week sometimes. Yeah, it felt like every day, to be honest. But, yep. uh, I, yeah. I Yeah, I lost my train of thought there. I was going to say something, but uh, – <laughs> We, we covered you guys as athletes. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about who Garrison is off off the oval, uh, out of the track, who Mikey is outside of Hendricks Training Complex. What do you guys like to do? <laughs> Take it away, time? Gary. You got it. Um, to be completely honest, I don't think I have a lot of hobbies outside of track other than I guess I like to hunt and fish with my dad and family back home. But in Lincoln, I guess I don't really do too much. Maybe go out to get food. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm interested kind of in photography slash film, but I don't do it much. Um, yeah, I guess that's myself outside of track, but don't do a lot. I would say um, I'm kind of the same way. I love all those things. Never been hunting, though, but I grew up in Kansas on a ranch. so. Yep kind of know the same same deal i'm a big marvel fan looking forward to that spider-man movie tomorrow night you just totally destroyed something i had to ask you (laughs) (laughs) yeah dude i'm i'm so so excited deleted social media like four days ago so we've been dry for a while so i'm trying to keep myself you know amused until then so got an 8.6 rating from one of the services i follow so i'm expecting big things oh yeah yeah. I will be going to it probably next week. Are you going tomorrow night? Tomorrow night, yep. Uh, I, I I know Spider-Man's your favorite hero, right? Of course. Okay, so what kind of uh, hype does this, like the final film in the Holland series have for you? I would just say that I think this is a generational movie. I think with the rumors going around with everybody coming in and especially the legacy that Tom has brought to Marvel has been amazing, and it's something I've really enjoyed, and I'm I'm just super excited. Uh, Maguire, Garfield, or Holland? I gotta go Garfield, man. It's not a popular choice, but I love I love him. I love how he plays Peter Parker. So, Garrison, have you uh, are you a Spider-Man fan as well? Uh, I've never been a huge movie fan or movie watcher in general. However, I did see what was it Into the Spider-Verse? Was that the last one that came out? Yeah, Into the Spider-Verse. That uh. More like comic Cartoon-ish. animated, yeah. yeah. That's I, great. I saw that. It was it was a pretty good movie. I like to go see a good movie here and there, but I'm not a crazy fan, I guess. I'm the total opposite. That's what I'm doing in my free time. <laughs> right, now, Garrison, you say you don't have a lot of hobbies, but I mean, freshman year you had a full coffee maker. And you were making espressos every day. True. Is, is that no longer in in your repertoire? Oh, it's it's still in the repertoire. This um, man bleeds coffee. If yeah. You've ever so met Gary. if 
I guess if you were watching this right now live, like with video, I do have coffee with me that came from my machine that I have. So yeah, that is still definitely a thing. What's the uh, what's the special Hughes mix? What what's your drink of choice? You know, I don't. I I'm pretty simple now. It's just, I mean plain coffee for the most part but what i did whip up quite a bit the last couple of years was an iced mocha that was kind of my go-to i'd take a Ghirardelli ground powder as long as with the chocolate sauce and espresso and then ice and milk and it made one heck of a drink in season how uh how much free time do you guys have because it can get pretty can get pretty busy with all the traveling i I actually got to experience a full season having to travel with you guys every weekend last year, and I was like, I don't know how to get my homework <laughs> done. Uh, so what's that like for you guys for a work-life work balance? Uh, it's virtually pretty tough to keep it all balanced. Um, there's days where you're just tired and don't really feel like doing a whole lot, from whether that's workouts or traveling. Uh, like you said, Ethan, you were with us a lot uh, outdoor last year. A lot of the times we would leave on Wednesdays and Thursdays yep. and get back very, very late on Sundays. Even Monday morning sometimes. Yep, so. yep. And uh, then you'd have about two, three days again of class and homework and then back on the road again for another four or five days. So um, I know myself, like, I struggle a little bit to keep it all balanced and get it all done. I still get it done, but I probably could be a lot more efficient with it. But when it comes to free time, I mean, not much. You're either doing homework at practice, getting food, or you're on the road. Um, so you really got to get better at doing homework, whether it's on the road or doing it, getting it done in advance. I wouldn't say there's a easy formula for, like, the student athlete. It's more like you just roll with the punches and do what you can because yep. you're, you're just always moving. Yep. Uh, before uh, we, we head to the uh, top of the hour, go to national programming, tell us a little bit about Garrison Hughes as a Husker athlete and what we can uh, keep our eye on, and then we'll ask Mikey the exact same question. Uh, as for, like, coming up this year? Um, well, it's, I guess I can say I PR'd at my last meet uh, at the end of last season at regionals with the best of 17, six and a half, um, hadn't PR'd in two years, I think overall, but, um, training has been going really well this fall. I uh, took some nice jumps at 17, four this last weekend in inter squad, which is only about two inches below my PR. Um, I would say an 18-foot jump would probably be in the bag this year. I'm, I would like to stay confident with it because I'm not going to say I can't, but um, that's definitely in there. I would really like a Big Ten medal this year, and there's a lot of good guys in the Big Ten and it has gotten more competitive every year since I've been here. Um, and I'm just ready to jump consistent this year and try to get a medal, and that's my main goal. Um, for me, um, last year was definitely my breakout year. Um, finished the seasons I guess with two silver medals in the Big Ten um, had a great prelim meet and jumped a top 10 mark in the long jump made it to nationals didn't have the best performance but being able to be there was a dream I've always dreamt of ever since I started the sport so um, this year I'm going to keep the bar high and I always keep it on realistically high something to chase um, we're going to see what happens uh, this was uh, Garrison Hughes pole vaulter for UNL track and field Mikey Hoffer, long jumper and high jumper for Nebraska track and field. Uh, two guys that are always super exciting to watch. I made sure to go by the inner squad. I had to leave early, so I wasn't able to catch Mikey. But I did get to watch a little bit of Garrison. It was uh, it's always fun to watch uh, track and field. So thank you guys for joining me this evening. Yep, Thanks, Ethan. Thanks, man. This has been Ticket Weeknights with Big Sky. We'll catch you guys again tomorrow with Early Break. Thank you for listening.